Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Want to teach your kids financial literacy, but not sure where to start? Greenlight can help. With Greenlight, parents can keep an eye on kids' spending and saving, while kids and teens use a card of their own to build money confidence. As a parent, you can send instant money transfers, set up chores, automate allowance, and more. It's a convenient way to run your household, customized to your family's needs, and the easy way to raise financially smart kids. Get started with Greenlight today and get your first month free at greenlight.com slash ACAST. G'day, this is Better Make It Quick. This is the very quick Wednesday version of Better Than Yesterday, which is a podcast here to make your day-to-day better than yesterday. Something you hear on this show, every show, is going to make your day-to-day better than yesterday. It's guarantee. It's written on the box. If we had a box, I'd write it on it. The interviews go all the way back to 2013, and some of them are so good, they deserve a, a, a looking back. I've always recorded them to be evergreen, but because I get you know three episodes come out a week, you may get a bit swamped and not realize there's some gold hiding back there. And so I asked Bree, who um, is one of my producers and researchers on the show, Bree, could you find your favorites and give people some reasons to go back and listen? And so she has, and they're great. I love listening to Bree's favorites. I didn't introduce myself. Hello, I'm Osha. I'm a TV host. I'm a podcaster. I'm a dad. I'm a stepdad. I'm a hip renovation reconstruction <laughs> connoisseur. I don't know. Too many surgeries, but I'm doing okay. And uh, I'm here uh, three times a week, Mondays, Wednesdays, Fridays. Mondays, Wednesdays, I'm with a guest, and Fridays, I'm just here with you. We're going to roll back to 2019. Now, it's interesting because Australian Idol is coming back to Australian television screens. And I used to work with uh, my guest today on Australian Idol quite some time back. Ian Dicko Dixon is a record company executive who is behind the success of so many humongous worldwide superstar acts. Dicko was, as I said, one of the original judges on Australian Idol when it debuted in 2003. We worked on that show for many years. He used to make fun of me all the time, actually. I had yet to get my full kind of spectrum of mental health interventions, but I knew enough that if I wanted to have a good TV show, I would need to at least like five to 10 minutes of, of breathing and meditation to focus myself before I went on stage. And yes, indeed, Dicko used to really take the piss out of me for doing that. My mind runs at such a pace yeah. that I, I find it very, it's one of my difficult challenges is to be in the moment. Yeah. I read the, um, I read those amazing books by Eckhart Tolle, yeah. the, the Power of Now and uh, A New Awakening, and they had such a profound effect on me. But it's the one thing I really struggle with is is letting go of the past and the future. And I, th- I really, it's something that I, 
I guess I need to stop working at it and just allow it to be, you know. You must release the pain body. <laughs> you must, the observant self must come to be with the present self. This is the only path. When you listen to him, you're like, how did you, this Austrian dude that sat on a bench for a week and discovered this thing? He's a fascinating cat. Oh, no, he is. He's, I mean, he's Paris. I'm so glad that I read his books before I heard him talk. Yeah, know, oh, my God, yeah. It's too wild otherwise. <laughs> yeah, you go, no, I'm not fucking listening to Dr. Evil <laughs> teach me about the beauty, the expressive beauty of, of a flower. You know, mm, one million dollars. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Oh, look, it's funny, though, the... Uh, I made I made quite a good business out of getting sacked from various TV shows and radio shows and got paid off quite a lot. So I was always really lucky. And then in the final time when I got sacked from 2UE Radio, my manager said, look, you need to disappear for a year. And I went, fine, great, great. And then three months in, started getting junky scratches, like feeling in just having so much self-doubt about, well, I'm not a person. If I'm not being talked about, if I'm not being broadcast, if I'm not dicko, what the fuck am I? And it just, it, it was really challenging. Just, I realised shamefully that I'd become so addicted to being famous and it just felt, oh, it just was one of the worst things. And the more I thought about it, the more hooked I felt and, and, and that was kind of part of, of leaving Sydney. I thought, if I'm going to get over being dicko, I'll probably need to do it elsewhere. And the TV work's dried up, and I'm really not, I'm really not bothered about that. Um, you know, I get offered TV shows, but I just don't want to do them. There's no reason to do these things. There used to be a reason because I used to be excited by it, and, and it just, it just... If it just doesn't do it for me anymore, the last three shows I did sport me. I did Australia's Got Talent, which is not a judging show. It's it's a it's a role for a kindly uncle to make big faces and perform, and that's joyous. And then I went with First Contact, went around Australia, visiting Indigenous communities, and that was just mind blowing. And then I got invited to go for a month away with Getaway in Vietnam and Cambodia. And I went, wow, th these are awesome jobs. And I thought, well, th these don't exist anymore. I, I don't want to go back and do reality TV. I don't want to sit in the jungle and have producers sit in a, in a box pressing my buttons. I don't mind eating ostrich arseholes. I would do that. But, but, it, but yeah, it all just seemed a, a little bit daft. And, and I've, I've just, I've got to the point where I don't really even feel well-known anymore. I don't feel... I don't feel like that person anymore. I don't feel like Dicko. Dicko feels like a different person. Can we unpack that a bit? Because I know that you you created Dicko to, to live into, didn't you? Look, I don't know. I, I always was Dicko. But then when you go on television, it, it, it just becomes turbocharged, doesn't it? And, and television is such a hungry beast and the, and the media that surrounds it is so voracious that you end up overstuffing the pillow, so to speak. So so I overstuffed this character with with so much so many one liners, so many pithy remarks, so many quotable, you know, bon mo that it it just became like a caricature, really. 
You do look. You would have felt this. You, you've gone through transformations. You, I mean, you, you changed your name. Mm. I mean, that's you know, that's even that's more that's more hardcore than what I did. You know? <laughs> a few times. Yeah, and <laughs> and um, you would know what it's like. It, it challenges the hell out of you when you think you uh, uh, are just defined by your public persona. It really messes with your sense of self-esteem and self-value. Having known Dicko for such a quite a while, it sounds like he's been on quite a journey of self-discovery. It's just bizarre how if you're brave enough to ask the universe for what you want, it delivers. I just think that most people just are too scared to ask for what they want in life. You also, mate, though, in throughout your whole career, you've also put yourself in the, in the places and you've worked to actively get yourself where the ball may be getting passed. Yeah, well, I think, yeah, well, that's common sense, isn't it, you know? But that's the thing. That's a step a lot of people don't take. Well, I, do you know, I actually believe that I think everyone in life, vast majority of us on this planet um, will get opportunities to get on. And I think the, the difference in whether you have or have not, unfortunately, is whether you've got the self-esteem and the confidence to actually recognise those or the fear. And I know that my mum who's my angel, my absolute angel, has always lived beneath her expectations because she's always said, I remember saying to her, Mum, you're 60 next year. Where, where do you want, what do you want to do for your birthday? She went, I don't know. I said, well, where do you want to go? Where's the place you've always wanted to go to? She went, well, there's no point in me saying that. I said, no, tell me where you want to go on earth and we'll go there. She went, no, that's not for people like me. And I said, no, where? She went, Look, I've always wanted to go to New York and go to Broadway. I went, click, we're going. And she was terrified. She was terrified that her dream might come true. And I could not believe it was so stunning to me that someone so close to me had lived their lives so way beneath their aspirations and their dreams. And she's the woman I, I love, you know. I think that's not uncommon, mate. I think that's not uncommon that people are are afraid of their own success or afraid of feeling worthy of asking or even doing those things. And I think it's a, I personally think it's a reason that a lot of relationships break down mm -hmm. and that people don't feel they're worth how good things happening to them. Uh, I've certainly been there. Mm -hmm. I've absolutely been there. Um, and then it all breaks down and justifies it. Yeah, see, I'm not worth it. Mm. You know, but, you know, subconsciously you're the one that's been sabotaging the mm. thing the whole time. Um, I think that's way more common than... Than, than you think. What show did you go and see in Broadway? Went to see um, Fosse. Oh, my God. Which was great. You know, Bob Fosse. The yeah, the choreographer. Yeah. That would have been incredible. <clears throat> it was. It was sensational. But um, do you know what? The, the record company at the time, BMG, found out I'd been, I was bringing my mum out uh, to New York for all these shows. They sent limos for her everywhere with a really sexy um, Tony Bennett-style New York uh, limo driver with a hat, with a cap on who was flirting with her. And they would send champagne and flowers to her room. And they treated her like a princess. And I couldn't believe it. This was the company I worked for who just went, Dicko's in town with his mom and it's her 60th. Let's treat her like a queen. And she will never forget that. 
She'll uh, never forget that. Back in the days when we sold physical units. Oh. Yes, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Record companies don't look like that anymore. No. Fuck but me. I think they're bouncing back. Do you know um, recorded music is double-digit growth in terms of you know, in some two years running in, you know, in terms of revenue for record companies. Wow, but it has to be through 360 deals. It can't, can't possibly through well, no, well, well, they're all 360 deals anyway. Yeah, Do you know yeah. what? It's funny. I, when I was part of the group that, um, at BMG that explored these 360 deals. Because, Just for people who don't, who don't understand that. Well, I'll explain it. Oh, yeah, yeah, but what, what it was was we, um, record companies would invest, would make a huge investment in artists. And for example, we, 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 we pulled apart one of our artists who was a zombie, part of BMG, uh, Britney Spears, who generated $600 million at the time in revenue, but only $150 million of that came to the record company. The, the rest of it was, was um, live work, um, sponsorships, merchandise, publishing, all of these other areas. And yet the investment had entirely rested on the shoulders of the record company. So we were the guys who made the videos, that did like half a million dollar videos, making the records, spending the marketing, signing the artists in the first place. We'd made all this huge investment, yet we were only making a quarter of the margin that came back. And so it was decided the big, the first big 360 deal in the record industry famously was Robbie Williams, who was given $80 million by EMI, and they owned a chunk of his touring, they owned a chunk of his publishing. In fact, every single one of his earnings streams, they earned a chunk off. So they felt comfortable investing $80 million knowing that through all of his other earning streams, they would, they would recoup that back. And that's why it's called 360. Because if you imagine the artist at the center of the wheel, every one of the spokes that comes off the wheel is an earning stream. It's a 360 degree deal. Yeah. That would be $10, please. <laughs> no, it's, but it's, it's important that people <clears throat> kind, of, kind of understand what that is because that, that wasn't always the case, as you, as you mentioned. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, and, I, and it's funny. We, um, I went and uh, talked to a major label about one of our acts that I manage at the moment, and, uh, and the deal was horrible. It was just I almost laughed, and I thought, I don't remember it being this bad. But, um, but yeah, the, the other thing is, is you, can, you can actually do it yourself now. It's, there's never been a better time for, being, for backing yourself in the record industry. There are no gatekeepers anymore. The gatekeepers used to jealously guard, you know, the, the, the entrance into the promised land of media exposure, of getting released overseas. These days, through the DSPs, the digital service providers like Spotify or Apple, your record can catch fire anywhere around the world without any record company. It's amazing. Dicko has been a part of the success of so many incredibly influential musicians over the years. We'll hear what he has to say about how things have changed and not changed in just a moment. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plush care. 
PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Before people knew him on TV in Australia, this is the first time he was on television was in Australia. Obviously, he had quite a long career. He was 41 when I met him. Dicko on TV was a blunt and some would say brutally honest judge on the singing competition Australian Idol, which is about to come back on a different network, different production company, different hosts, but I'm thrilled that Tweety and Ricky Lee are doing it. Dicko, before all that, he was unbelievably successful record company and industry executive in the UK, like massive, crazy. When I spoke to him a couple of years back, he actually returned to managing artists, which I'm sure he would enjoy. So I wanted to know what lessons from his music days, his older music days, had he carried into now? What I'm finding is that the the vehicle has changed, but the passenger is still the same. And no matter how um, intoxicated you get by lifting the bonnet and looking at the the all the gadgets under the hood, if you don't understand what the passenger is and where it needs to go, you're fucked. And I think that's kind of what I bring to this new world is to say, what makes you fascinating as a person? What makes you absolutely captivating and I still hold the when I was last working in the record industry my my bullet points were such that I would say if I'm interested in an artist it's for these reasons number one they've got to be likable number two they have to be ambitious and number three they've got to be talented in that order and talent was always a very poor third because if you're not likable doesn't matter how good you are. No one's going to buy your stuff or go to your gigs. So it's that likability and that ambition and, and, and talent. And if I, can, if I can keep reminding people that I work with of, the, of, of those necessities, you know, it doesn't matter how we get them there. You've, you, the passenger's got to be right. You know, you, they've got to understand where they're heading. And look, a lot of these guys these days, they don't understand the need for a clear artist proposition. You know, they don't, they, they've got to understand what it is that makes them special, what their truths are, and then that has to inform everything that they do and the way they do it and the things they say and the words they use, the colours that they use, you know. And, and, and that's old school, but it's still fundamental when it comes to presenting an idea and matching that up with, with, a, with a section in the market. And it more so than ever now because when in your previous life – the way that was expressed was fundamentally through a one three and a half minute song and one three and a half minute video and maybe an interview here or there but now that artist is communicating through that lens every hour every day through their instagram snapchat and twitter yeah now it's an amazing if you can get that right if you can get the message in if you can understand your artist proposition you own that conversation with with the fans i mean these days who'd have ever have imagined a time where an artist could announce and release an album in one day. The cycle used to be three months in a, for a setup for an album. You know, everything would have to be booked months in advance in terms of racking in stores, TV advertising time would have to be booked, everything would have to be planned so far in advance for that one big day. And these days, someone like Beyonce or Jay-Z can announce and release that day. That's incredible. 
That's unbelievable. But I think it's the same with look, the, the notion of talent has changed beyond music. If we look at, you know, creators or influencers, uh, tubers, if you like, you know, these are kids that are finding their own niche, that are connecting with 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 other, you know, followers online and 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 making some real headway. You know, making some, you know, really creating a community that they are fostering online. But I still think even those, even those guys, need, you know, need the conversation about what is it that you are, what is it that you own, what 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 is your proposition, what's your offer, what makes you unique, and how do you want to develop that, and how do we stay on brand enough to to get you to that level before you can start diversifying? You know, that's interesting to me as well. You know. The episode I did with Dicko is really, really important. If, you, if there's anybody in your life who has aspirations in the music industry or the entertainment industry, what he has to say about choosing a career path or what things to do if you choose that career path is so worth listening to. So please send this episode if there's anyone in your life that has that in their sights. Now, whether you like Dicko on Idol or not, it's fine. He, he has had a humongous amount of success in the entertainment industry. He's a very successful man. And it's well worth the full listen. Episode 280. I'm stoked that Idol's coming back. It's brilliant. I'm thrilled. I, I'm getting texts from people who I know worked on the first one, texting me from the road going, check it out, bro. It's so cool. I'm stoked that it's back. And I'm stoked that Tweety and I'm stoked that Ricky are doing it. It's awesome. Anyway, I better jet. I'll see you on Friday. Thank you so much for listening. And I'll see you then. Until then. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most. But if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com Sleep well and dream of beautiful things.